This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. So as you guys will notice, um, we have a table and some chairs, and there are two people up here today, so it's going to be a little different. Uh, We're trying something new, and basically what we're doing today is uh, we're starting our core values series. Uh, For those of you that have been coming to Central for a while, you may have heard us use this term. If you've been through one of our 101 classes, uh, you probably got like a sheet with a printout of some of our core values here at Central. And what we're going to do over the next few weeks is we're just kind of kind of touch on some of these core values and why they're so important to our faith community here. And we think that that's going to be integral because, I mean, if you're new here and you haven't really heard about these core values very much, then, hey, here's an intro. Um, If you're not new here uh, and you still haven't heard about these core values very much, then, hey, here's an intro, you know? So um, what we're going to go ahead and do is we're going to talk today about our first core value, and this is actually... I think this is our most important core value. This is the one that we talk about the most. And this core value is Jesus at the center. This is going to be our our talk today. And we thought, you know, instead of one person coming up and talking about it for the 25 or 30 minutes that we have, we thought it would actually be cool to kind of speak from experience and speak from perspective and, and kind of include multiple voices into the conversation. And so, so Bob and I are going to kind of tag team this one, if that's cool with you guys. Um, you know, when you think about the, the Jesus at the center idea, you would think that like for most churches, this seems like a given, right? Like it kind of seems like a no brainer. Like if you think about Jesus at the center, um, if you were to ask a church, like go to any given church on any given street in any given city and ask them, is Jesus at the center of what they do? They would say yes. Right. Would you agree? Um, and, and like I grew up in the church. I've never like not been in the church. And so every church that I have gone to my entire life, like if you would have asked, if you would have put it that way, they would have said, yes, Jesus is at the center. Um, but what we experience is is a little bit different, you know. And I like, can you can you kind of give an example, maybe to start out of like what what that looked like growing up? How maybe Jesus, people would have said that, but it wasn't really a Christ centered approach yeah. to faith. Yeah. Well, you know, so I have to show my age again. So I grew up in the seventies. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, but anyway, I, there was this thing when I was a kid called sword drills. Anybody know what a sword drill is? Like, nobody knows what a sword... <laughs> oh, there's a couple back there. All right, there's a couple back there. We're either doing so, something right or something totally know, wrong. Right? Exactly. I don't know what it is here. So, so a sword drill. So a sword drill is you got a bunch of kids sitting around a table, and you put your Bible on the table, and you put your hands flat on the table. And then the teacher would call out a verse in the Bible, right? And the first person to open their Bible and flip to that verse and read it one. And that was like that was like the big deal, you know, because it was all about the Bible. It was all about the you know knowing where stuff was in the Bible and memorizing stuff out of the Bible, and and you know it was really centered on the Bible. Now we talk a lot about Jesus, but in the end, it was really all about the Bible. It was a Bible-centered way of looking at things, and because because basically you read those Bible verses to to know what the rules are. Because the other thing it was all about was about following the rules, right? Oh, that's, yeah. that's what determined whether you were 
in or out, whether you're a Christian or not, with whether you follow the rules. Yeah, totally. It, for, so for me, my experience, um, I remember being really young, and uh, the church that my parents went to, I was probably like, I don't know, eight, nine, or something like that. And I remember my dad, my dad like sings and stuff, and he was doing special music, which is another thing. I don't know how many of you guys know what special music is. Like I said, we're either doing something totally right or something totally wrong. I don't know what that means. But, um, but basically, like, somebody would come up and, and go to sing, like, a special song, like, not like a song everyone else would sing to, but just kind of like, almost like American Idol for churches, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and they would push play on this performance track, which is another thing, maybe some of you don't know what that is, but um, there would be these cassette tapes with no lyrics, just the music, and uh, people would sing along to them, and my dad would do these all the time, and I remember one time, um, my dad and my mom and my whole family ended up having to stay for multiple hours after church because uh, the track that my dad had used had drums in it, and apparently drums are evil. I don't, I, you know, and so growing up, it was kind of like there were very clear lines on what was right and what was wrong, and, and I feel like there was almost more of an emphasis on following the rules than there was on following Jesus, right. Right. you know, yeah. and, and so what, what I've experienced is, is there are different ways to approach the whole thing. Um, what we use, we use this example a lot at Central, so you may have heard it before, but, but you know, sometimes you can look at faith or you can look at church, you can look at a faith community as like there, there's Jesus and they have like this exclusive access to Jesus and then they draw parameters around Jesus mm-hmm. um, as to what it looks like to be a part of the club, you mm-hmm. know? And so like the people that don't fit into this box that we have drawn, uh, they can't be really a part of it. I mean, they can pretend they're a part of it, but they can't really be a part of it because they don't fit the parameters, right. you know? Um, and, and so what we want to kind of try and achieve here at Central Church, what we feel like is so important is, is to be, maybe make it more like a circle instead of like a square. And we talk all the time about putting Jesus at the center of that circle. And no matter where you're coming from, what perspective you have, what kind of upbringing you had, what kind of viewpoint or worldview you have, that like as long as we're chasing Jesus, it's all, we're all going to be kind of headed the same way. Yeah. But it's going to look different depending on the perspective that you're taking and the approach that you're taking and what yeah, side absolutely. of the circle you, you come on, you know? So, like, with this, with this mindset of, like, you, you know, there are times where, where we, we've experienced growing up where maybe things weren't necessarily Christ-centered, but they were almost more, like, rule-centered or even, like, Bible-centered. Um, what what kind of led you to start shifting your mindset? What, what kind of changed the way that you saw that whole thing? What was like one of the first things? Yeah, I think when I got into my 20s, I mean, there's a lot of things. I, I started, for good and bad, I started experiencing different perspectives. Because if you grew up in the church, one of the things that you find out in a lot of churches is they don't really teach you, they teach you what to think about the Bible instead of how to think about the Bible. They teach you, here's what you should think about this rather than here's how you should think about scripture. And you know, that, that may seem subtle, but it's, it's, it's an important distinction. Um, because if you taught how to think, then you don't do any thinking. Or you, if you're taught what to think, you don't do any thinking for yourself. Um, and, it, and, it, and it becomes just something that you do out of, because that's what you're told to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I encountered a lot, of, I started to encounter a lot of different theological uh, or you know, different churches and different perspectives on things and starting going, well, wait a minute, this doesn't quite match up with all the stuff I learned as a kid. Well, how is this? There's different perspectives? Wait, what? So, so I started, you know, that's kind of began my path of really digging into 
scripture and theology and saying, okay, well, what does it really say? What, let, let me think about this. Let me, let me study it. Um, and started going, well, wait a minute. There's, there's different things going on here than what I was told growing up. <laughs> and, and so it started a whole path of rediscovering what it meant to be a Christ follower, you know, outside of the, the rules that I was taught. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For, for me, my experience was, was similar. I was raised Southern Baptist, and then uh, when I was, I think I was like 16, I started going to a Pentecostal church, and two completely different, you know, sides of the spectrum and different, different approaches completely. And, um, and for me, it was like, wow, different people think differently, right? <laughs> yeah. And like, they, they both have scripture to back it up. Right, and they both like, love Jesus. Right, yeah. and they, and they both love Jesus, and they're both pursuing the same thing, but like they approach the whole thing completely differently. And for me, the the big shaping thing was in my in my late teen years, I really started to dig into the Bible. Like I really actually cared about what the Bible had to say for the first time in my life. And as I started reading, and especially it was like the words of Christ. Right, like like there's the one there's the one story where the woman caught in adultery is dragged in front of Jesus. Yeah. Right, and and she doesn't even apologize, and Jesus has mercy on her and forgives her sin right and then and then you'll read the rich young ruler he comes to christ and he says i followed all the commandments i've done everything right and jesus says you have to also sell everything that you have and give it to the poor you know and the way he related with people was so paradigm shifting and i started to go wait wait wait. i thought it was about following the rules but this guy followed the rules right and he's not good right and this girl didn't follow the rules and she's good like what is this? Right. You know what I mean? And it really started to rock the way that I saw the Bible. But on top of that, it just started to rock the way that I saw Jesus. You know what I mean? And yeah. like what that actually meant. Yeah. You know? There's a verse in, in John that, uh, I think we're going to have it up on the screen, but there's a verse in John 5 that, that blew, blew me away when I first really understood what it meant. Because Jesus was in this, this conversation with the, the Pharisees. And, you know, the Pharisees were constantly in debate with Jesus because the Pharisees were serious about God. I mean, they loved God and they were trying to do what was right by following rules. Yeah. Um, and they were really serious about the scriptures, really, really serious about the scriptures. And Jesus said to them, he said, he said, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me. Yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. And I went, wow. Hmm. You know, that's, that's so much of what, I, what I, I saw growing up is that we were so serious about studying the scriptures that we missed the point of the scriptures. We talked a lot about Jesus and what Jesus did, but we, we didn't really get to know him. You know, we didn't really, we talked about a relationship with Jesus, but it wasn't really something that was played out in practice, you know? Yeah, yeah, like the scriptures, it almost seems that, that it's easy to slip into a mindset where it's almost like a guide to life, or yeah. it's like a, it's like a oh, rule yeah. book to follow, or, yeah. or like a playbook, you know? I mean, there's yep. so many different yeah, cliches you the, can throw out there. There was, it was like, it was like the Bible was God's owner's manual for human beings, that was one cliche. The other cliche was um, the Bible was basic instructions before leaving earth. B-I-B-L-E, right? That, yeah. I mean, that's By the what, chuckles, I'm assuming people haven't people heard that People have heard either. that before, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, it was, it's kind of like um, it, almost, you know, I had this view growing up. It was just what I was handed that, that the Bible was this, this one thing. And, 
and like as I started to actually study it, I started to realize that that's not what it was intended to be yeah. at all, yeah. right? And then like like Jesus saying things like that, like you you search the scriptures because you think that they will give you life, but they point to me. There's no there's really yeah. outside of me there is no point to to any of that. Yeah. And it, like like I th- I think of um in Luke 24 and we're not going to throw it up on the screen because yeah. we don't really have time but in Luke 24 uh Jesus after he's resurrected comes to these two men and they're walking on the road to Emmaus and he just talks with them the entire walk. This would have been an extremely long walk. And he talks with them and hangs out with them the entire walk and they don't realize that it's Jesus. And my favorite part about that story is at the end, uh, he, they invite him in, they eat dinner with him, and when he breaks the bread, their eyes just like, they all of a sudden realize that it's Jesus. And, when, and then Jesus vanishes, mm-hmm. and they turn to each other, and I love what they say because they say like, weren't our hearts burning inside of us when he was explaining the scriptures, describing him. himself? Yeah. And like basically Jesus walked them through all of the scriptures and showed them how the entire Bible points to Jesus. Yeah. And I don't think that we think about it that way in a lot of, in a lot of situations. And so I think the, the first step as far as putting Jesus at the center, because scripture is so important to us and the Bible is, is so integral to our faith, I think that the first step that we need to take is we need to put Jesus at the center of our Bible. Yeah, there's, there's a passage in John 1, and we're not going to have it up on the screens, but, but it's, again, it, when I first really understood it, it was like, whoa, because it talks about, um, you know, the, John opens his, his gospel talking about Jesus, says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And I went, Word, Word, wait. That means Jesus is the word of God. I kept being told that the Bible was the word of yeah. God, but Jesus is the word of God. And you know, that's not to minimize the importance of the Bible, right. but that's to understand that Jesus is the true word of God. The Bible is God's tool so that we can know Jesus. Right. And unfortunately, what, what often turns, gets turned around is we think of, well, Jesus is the one who points us to the Bible and the Bible tells us what to do. It's the other way around. The Bible points us to Jesus and our relationship with Jesus changes who we are. Right, yeah. right, absolutely. And, and that can kind of take us out of that, that rule-following, parameter-drawing mindset is, yeah. is to, like we say all the time, we put Jesus at the center and we chase after him. And so my, my path to Jesus is going to look completely different than your path to Jesus than to anyone in this room's path to Jesus because we all come from different sides of the circle. Right. And, and the experience and the perspective and the understanding and all of those things are going to be completely different. At the same time, we're all chasing the same thing, and and therefore we are all becoming more like Christ as we yeah. as we move that way. And so I think like when we put Jesus at the center of our Bibles, um, we start to kind of it almost shifts the way that we interact with God and the way that totally. we see God. You know, totally. And, and like what I have here is, is like Jesus putting Jesus at the center of our theology. But I, I guess maybe not even using a big word like that, but just putting Jesus at the center of our view of God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like how, how important do you think that that is in, in the whole scheme of it's things? It's huge. It's huge because our picture of who God is drives everything about us. You know, if we think that God is vengeful and angry and violent, then guess what we're going to be? We're going to be vengeful and violent and angry. And we're going to see all that in Scripture because our, our vision of who God is kind of guides our thinking about our faith and, our, and how we should behave. And, you know, that's, that's, um, 
that was another one of those paradigm shifting moments that, that I just, just blew my mind. Is that there's another passage in Hebrews, um, Hebrews chapter one. I think this, this one we're gonna have up on the screens, but it, it, starts, it starts off, and again, it's like it starts right off with this. You know, it's like, how yeah. did we miss it? It was right at the beginning, you know? <laughs> Hebrews 1, verse it, 1. <laughs> verse 1, you know, it says, Long ago God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these days he has spoken to us through his son. Uh, God promised everything to his son as an inheritance, and through the son he created the universe. The son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And it's like, when you look at that, it's like, that's, a, again, one of those things. It's like, he's basically saying, yeah, we have the Old Testament scriptures and those prophets tried to tell us who God is, but Jesus came to show us who God really is. And, and mm-hmm. so, you know, Jesus has got to be the lens through which we see scripture. Jesus is kind of our, our, our glasses that help us read what scripture is right. a- accurately, you know. Um, I know there's a pastor out of Missouri that I love. Uh, I love his sermons, but uh, he, he summarized this verse this way. He said, God is like Jesus. God has always been like Jesus. There has never been a time when God was not like Jesus, but we have not always, uh, we have not always known what God was like, but now we do. Hmm. You know, and that's, that, that's the whole point of that, that first couple of verses in Hebrews is that you know, we've, God's been trying to show us who he was but by sending his son, by sending Jesus, he gave us the perfect picture. Mm-hmm. And so that should be our starting point, our center point, right. that everything points to that. Right. Everything, everything revolves around Jesus. Right, right. So, so we can hit this point where like, we, we stop trying to draw the perimeters and we stop. I, I mean, honestly, the rules become a little less important in a sense. Yeah. Um, because we want to be like Jesus, yeah. you know? And so we put Jesus at the center, and, and when we can put Jesus at the center of our Bible, and, and then that starts to inform the way that we understand who God is, right? Mm-hmm. And then we put Jesus at the center of our theology, of our view of God, right? And, and Jesus, the, everything is shifting to center around Jesus now, yeah. right? And that can be, like, that can be world-changing, but it can also be, like, it can be scary. It can yeah. be it can be a, a big shift for a lot of people because you're essentially uh, we don't realize, but sometimes we build our foundation on the wrong thing. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And so when you have to completely think about a house, if you have to completely shift the foundation of a house, that house is going to be it's going to feel unstable. It's going to be dangerous. You have to be extremely careful how you do so. Um, but it's so important for us to put Jesus at the center. And, and not anything else, right? Yeah. And I love, there's this verse in Ephesians 5, we have it, we have it up here. Uh, it says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children, and live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. Now, just real quick, if you notice, it says to imitate God, and then right at the end of that sentence, he says, follow the example of Christ. Right. And so essentially when Paul's writing to this church, he's saying like the way that you imitate God is you you live like Jesus lived. You yeah. do the things that Jesus did. And then it, he continues and he says he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. So like we put Jesus at the center of our Bible. We put Jesus at the center of our view of God and our theology. And that starts to kind of shift the way that we interact with the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and then we kind of start to put Jesus at the center of our worldview. Yeah. And that shifts 
a lot of other things. Like, Absolutely. What, what does that look like? What, what did that look like to you? What, what were the first few things that kind of started to shift? Well, you know, the thing is, is that that whole idea, you know, when you, when you get back to Jesus and, you know, like the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, you know, what's the more, most important rule to follow, basically, is what they said. You know, what's the for, most important rule? And Jesus said, all those rules, every single rule can be wrapped up in one thing. Love God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. And that's another one of those things where we go, why didn't we get this? Jesus said it so clearly. It's not about all the rules. It's about love. Now, that doesn't mean that ethics don't matter. That doesn't mean that our behavior doesn't matter. That doesn't mean that what we do doesn't matter. Um, it's, it's a change of motivation. You know, Instead of saying, I'm a Christian, so I follow these rules. We say, I want to be like Christ. What does that look like? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and and it's it's different. It's different when you try to you try to follow rules. Um, one of the things as human beings is we, we immediately when we get a set of rules, we try to find the loopholes. Like we try to find the way that we can skirt around the rules. You know, like okay, the speed limit's seventy, but how fast can I go before I'll get pulled over? Maybe 79, maybe, you know, if we keep it like 70. I've had some success with 77. 77, yeah. you know, that, we kind of keep throwing that out there, habit. little pro tip. You know, and that's the thing with the rules is we, you know, <laughs> as soon as we get a set of rules, we try to find a way to out, you know, to, 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 to not follow the rules or to define the rules. And that's what Pharisees did. That's what, you know, the, 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 the lawyers of, of Jesus' day, they tried to say, well, you know, you don't have to do this. You only have to do this. But if you change it and you say, I'm trying to imitate Jesus, then it, it totally changes your perspective. Right. And it's like, I want to be like that. Wow, that's intimidating. Right. You know, there's no getting out of it anymore. When I look at Jesus and say, that's my goal, wow. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's, no, there's no trying to explain away who Jesus was and saying, well, and I, I've heard people try to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had people say to me, well, Jesus was the son of God, so we can't be like him. Well, then why does the Bible tell us to? <laughs> and that's the whole thing is that if we're actually in relationship with Jesus and if the spirit, and that's a whole other topic, but, you know, the, 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 the Holy Spirit working within us is what transforms us so that we can be like Christ. You know, if we focus on following the rules, we'll never make it. Right. You know, but if we follow, fo- focus on having a relationship with Christ where wherein he transforms who we are from the inside out, mm-hmm. then our behaviors change as our, as our heart changes. Right. You know, right. Instead of focusing on behaviors and hope, hopefully changing behaviors changes our heart, right. we focus on our heart and that changes how we live. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, like to, piggy, to piggyback a little bit off of what you were saying about the, the motivational thing. Yeah. Like, you know, we're, the church can be so concerned about people modifying their behavior, you know, changing the things that they do and, and that sort of stuff. And, and all of that is important. Obviously, we want to live the life that God has called us to. And we don't want to just, you know, throw away all the good things that God's given us by, by constantly living in sin. But at the same time, it's, a lot of it goes back to the motivation behind it, you know? And, and like you were saying, the Pharisees would argue nonstop. The teachers of the law would argue nonstop about, well, if this is okay, but then, then I guess that means that that's not okay. And if we follow this rule, then I guess, well, but what if we have to follow this rule? You know, like, like what, if we, what if we have to pull one of our mules out of the ditch on, a, on the Sabbath? What do we yeah. do, you know? And, like, they would ask all these questions, 
And, and Jesus would boil it down to the heart of the matter. Yeah. You know, you know like I, I think of when Jesus, when Jesus says, well, even if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Yeah. You know, if you, if you hate your brother, it's, you might as well have, have murdered him. And he basically takes it, he's, he's making it very drastic, but he's basically telling them like, hey, you're trying to skirt around the rules, but the point is not the rules. The point is the heart. Right. And so your heart behind it, if you hate your brother enough that you're trying to find ways that you can hate him and keep it in the law, guess what? That doesn't you work. You missed the point. You missed the point. Yeah. It's about your heart. Yeah. Right? And so Jesus always brings it back to the heart. And, and for me, this, this ties almost perfectly into the empathy series that we just finished. Yeah. If you guys missed it, you guys need to check it out on the podcast. It was so great. But, but like for me, when I started to really put Jesus at the center and, I, and everything started to revolve around him and who he was. And I, I started to chase him. And obviously, it's, it's a journey. It's a struggle. But, but as I started to chase him, like, the, one of the first things I noticed that changed was my empathy for other people. Yeah, yeah totally. You know? My, my openness to other people, my, my love for other people, my understanding of different perspectives and, and different scenarios and just different, different people, yeah. you know? Um, and then that started to bleed over into, like, my ethics. Why do I do the things that I do? Why do I not do the things that I don't do? Uh, you know, like justice, like why do I want things to be equal for everyone? Why do I want, you know, why do I want things that are not right in the world to be made right? What's, what's the motivation behind it? You know, it changes the reason that you work. It changes the reason that you're in relationship with people, you know, like everything starts to shift as you shift that foundation you know, yeah. and, and I think that that's, that's so integral. It's so important. There's another conversation that Jesus had with the Pharisees, and, and he said to them, he said, listen, you, you tie the tenth of everything. You tie the tenth of your spices, and you tie the tenth of this and that, but you've missed out on mercy hmm. and love. And, and, you know, that's really the, the thing. It's like, um, you know, he, we can, even with the generosity stuff, it's like, oh, every Sunday I give into the offering. Well, if that doesn't make you generous the rest of the week, then you've missed the point. Hmm. And, and, you know, that's the thing, when it, because it really comes down to empathy and love and compassion for people. You know, there's a passage in, in Philippians chapter 2 that I love, and it talks about how, again, it's another one of these passages that tells us about how we should imitate Jesus. But it talks specifically where how when Jesus came to earth, he gave up all his divine privileges, and he took on a humble position. He became a slave. And I was like, man... You know, in, in, in American culture, we talk so much about our rights and our privileges, and I have a right to do this, and I, I have this, and, I, you know, and I'm going to use my privileges. And it's like, well, if you're imitating Jesus, you're spo- we're supposed to be setting aside all that for the benefit of others. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be setting aside our privileges and setting aside our rights and saying, you know what, I'm going to humble myself because that's what's best for others. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, because if it's all about the rules, it's all about, in the end, following rules is just about me. Yeah. It's about, and, and, and one of the things I think probably you experience the same thing. A lot of times when, you, when you're talking about churches that are focused on obeying the rules, there comes a, a, a kind of a pride. Uh, we're better than they are because we follow the rules, you know, where when you're really focused on Jesus at the center and you're constantly focused on who he is, you're constantly humbled by the fact that you're nowhere near what he is. And you never think of yourself as, as better than someone else mm-hmm. because you're constantly being humbled by, by Jesus being at, this, at the center. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think of a, of a story where um, this was years ago. I was, I was leading worship at like a college group 
and um, and there was this guy that that had started coming, and he had like a he had a history with drugs, and um, and he had started coming to the to the church, and uh, he was he had, he had gotten clean, and he'd been coming to the college group, and he he sang and played music, and he wanted to play on the band, and I like I said this was years ago, and I feel terrible for it now, but. Um, he smoked cigarettes, you know, and he would smoke outside of the, the church and, um, and then he'd come in and he'd come in like smelling like smoke and whatever. And for me and my upbringing, that was like so taboo. That was so against the rules, right? And he came to me one day and I mean, I've been watching this guy have experiences with God. He's there an hour before service every single week and, and all this stuff. And he came to me and he asked me about like, about if he can be on the, the worship team. And I felt like I needed to address the fact that he smoked cigarettes first, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I remember that, like, clear as day, because looking back on it, how trivial and silly is that, yeah. right? And, like, like, there's not even scripture to back up that, that smoking is necessarily even wrong, so, well, right? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, maybe it's not good for you. Maybe it's not something, that, whatever. But I, I just remember, like, that was my first reaction, was to was to kind of keep him away from what God was doing because he didn't line up with my parameters that I had yeah. set, you know? And it was the craziest thing because as I prayed about it and as I as I kind of really started to seek God's will in the whole situation, God was like, "Yeah, let him let him be a part of it. Mm-hmm. He wants to be part of it. Let him be a part of it." And so I did, and as he continued to like hang out with us and and all that, it was crazy cuz like he hit a point where he just said, you know, smoking is not good for me. It's not good for my lungs. It's whatever. And he just stopped doing it. Right. But, like, I, I didn't have to do any of that. I didn't have – and, like, you know, if he would have or if he would have not quit, like, whatever. But he wanted to be a part of what God was doing at that church with the group that I was leading. And, and my first reaction was to be like, oh, no, you don't, you don't look or act like us. You know, and, and I look back on that and I just I, re- I regret that so much because that's not the heart of Jesus at all. Right. You know, and it's so funny. And I, th- I think like as, as we kind of wrap up this morning, like I think it's funny because, like I said, if you ask a church, you know, uh, are you do you have Jesus at the center of what you're doing? They will always say yes. Yeah. Right. People think that Jesus is at the center even when Jesus isn't. Right. And, and here's the thing. Everyone has their own pocket. Jesus. Have you noticed that? Right. Like if you look at Facebook arguments or if you look at like the way that people even like you get in an argument with somebody. Right. And you say, well, what would Jesus think about it? Well, Jesus thinks exactly what I think. Right. And that's that's always the case. And we run into this problem where Jesus kind of almost becomes this like Jesus isn't a person. Jesus isn't God. Jesus isn't the center. Jesus isn't the foundation. He's just on my team. Yeah. Whatever, whatever team I'm on, he's in my back pocket, yeah. and I can just whip him out whenever he's I a, want he's to. Weapon. He's a weapon. Yeah, he's a club. He's, and that's not what Jesus is, yeah. you know? And, and so for some of us, we might be in a position right now where, you know, you're listening to this conversation go on, and you're going, like, actually, I, I don't think I've ever really put Jesus at the center of anything. This has never really even occurred to me. And if that's where you're at, that's totally cool. Because guess what? Like, we're all attempting to do that, right? And so if you're here and you're in this room and you, you want to be a part of what Jesus is doing, guess what? So do we, right? And we're all, we're all chasing him together. And literally all it takes is just to say, 
hey, like, Jesus, I, I want to look like you. I want to have your heart. I want to view the world the way you view the world. I want to treat people the way that you treat people. You know, I want to see people the way that you see people. And it's literally that simple. But then some of us are maybe in this room today, and, and we have been talking a lot about Jesus, but we haven't been talking to Jesus. And I, and I say that because it's so easy to say like, well, Jesus is like this. Well, Jesus is like that. Well, Jesus is like this, right? And, and it's, it's almost as if like when you talk about a celebrity, right? And then you actually meet that person and they're completely different than you thought they were gonna be, right? You, maybe it's like a musician or, or whatever it might be and you always looked up to this person and you, immediately they, they see the world the exact same way that you do, right? But then you actually meet them and they don't at all, you know? And, and I think what happens with Jesus is we, we have these pocket Jesuses and we think that Jesus is always on our side. And then we have these experiences where we actually get to know Jesus, you know? Like where we actually start talking to Jesus, start talking with Jesus and not just talking about him. And what ends up happening is, is we actually get to know Jesus for who he really is. And it just starts to shift everything, you know? And so, so what I want to encourage you guys with today, as, as we wrap up the, this talk here, I want to encourage you to genuinely pursue encounter experience with Jesus. Like, actually say, Jesus, I want to know you. I don't want to know about you. I don't want to know what people have said about you. I want to know you. And the craziest thing is, is we, you know, we Christians, we're like, we're the crazy group of people that believe that he's still alive, right? We're the ones that believe that he was crucified and resurrected and that he, that he actually lives inside of us, that his spirit is here, that we are the body of Christ. If we really believe these things, then, then this Jesus is not some like otherworldly concept. He's here. And as we actually start to get to know him and we experience him, he shifts us and changes us to make us look more and more like him. So if you guys will just pray with me, we're gonna go ahead and close up. Lord, I thank you so much for who you are. God, we, we pray that as we continue to have these conversations, that as these conversations don't just end right here, right now, Lord, that as we take them home with us and as, as we chew on them and as we pray about them and as we think about them and as we talk with our spouse about them or we talk with our family or our friends about them, God, I pray that you would speak to us, that you'd move in us. Jesus, we want to look like you. We want to see the world the way that you do. We want to interact with the people around us the way that you do. And Jesus, as we pursue you, the real you, God, I pray that as we seek you, we would find you. We love you, and, and our only desire is to look more like you. So we pray all these things in your holy name. Everyone said, amen. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.